Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what you can do now to make your marriage better tomorrow, next week, and for years to come. And this quote is attributed to Anonymous, and it says, it's not about being the best. It's about being better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show, because I think so often we get wrapped up in this idea of being the best, that we lose sight of the fact that getting better really is the journey that we're all supposed to be on. That's right. Now, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the One Family, welcome. Yes, We're welcome. so excited to have you, and we're so grateful for the friend that said, hey, you need to listen to this. And for those of you that are brand new, the hug is an opportunity for you to hear from others in the one family, mm-hmm. others who have had their marriage impacted. And we start with the hug so that you can hear that journey. And this week's hug is sponsored by BarkBox. And you can check them out at BarkBox.com one. And BarkBox is such a fun way to gift to your friends who have their own furry babies, right? Whether it's a mother, a son, a friend, you know, that person that's got the dog that they just that they just love and you want to love on them, right? Because each gift subscription includes toys and treats with a unique theme. And this is what I love about it, right? We have a friend and she's so, she's so precious to me. What's her, what's the name of her dog? Her Max. Max. Yeah. When we sent this to her, she took a video and when they did, she sort of did this box reveal for max mm-hmm. and it was so it was so fun because she she's opening it up and she's videoing it and max is just getting excited as she's pulling out the toy and the treat he's just running around the box it was it's just it was cool to see her her dog just be so excited about this and the best part was is that this was all stuff that i couldn't get anywhere else or that right. would have had me going around like probably to 20 different stores trying to put this together for her and you know everything that they make all of their edibles are made in the U.S. and Canada, and they're going to replace anything that your furry pooch doesn't absolutely love. You right. know, Scouts honor because your dog's happiness absolutely matters to them, and they're doing something really special. BarkBox is doing something special for the one family. When you visit BarkBox.com/one and subscribe to a six or a twelve-month plan, then select yes, please when you're asked if you have a pay- playful pup you're going to receive a free extra premium toy added to your bark box every month which is great i mean here's a i mean again max was so excited you know throwing an extra toy your your pup or your friend's pup they're going to just be so excited so don't forget go over to barkbox.com/1 subscribe to 6 or 12 months select yes please and you're good to go and it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving every mm-hmm. month with the subscription box because this furry friend he's going to be just as happy as Max was. So this week's hug comes from a Facebook message that we recently received. And this husband said, 
A good friend turned me onto your podcast about 15 months ago. Yay. We love friends like that. I didn't listen to it until my marriage bottomed out. Mm. And guys, we hear that a lot. You may, you may be sharing the show with your friends and it may take them just like this guy. It may take them 15 months until they get to a situation where they, they decide that now's the time to listen. He said, my marriage has been through so much more than I could ever cover in a quick message. And just before Christmas, my wife started listening to your podcast with me. Mm. I played her the intimacy lifestyle episode and she agreed that would, it would be our new year's resolution. And for those of you who are wondering what the intimacy lifestyle is, go to episode 140, or you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash scheduling sex, because we get this question asked a ton. What is the intimacy lifestyle? I hear people talking about it. We give you all the details there. So oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash scheduling sex. It's episode 140. Absolutely. He goes on to say, we've tweaked it a few times to fit into my travel schedule. And we cool. just finished our first seven day challenge. Even cooler. Well, seven and eight days as there was a conflict I couldn't avoid. Praise the Lord. We still struggle with challenges and I still attend my SA group. My wife and I have recently have decided that family comes first. I am blessed to have a wife that is everything I've ever dreamed of. I still fall short so often. Porn is an addiction worse than anything I've ever experienced, but we're heading in the right direction. Amen. Come on. Your podcast has made huge changes in my life and in the lives of the other men in my SA group and their families and on and on. Right Thank on. you for doing what you do. Come on. You got this, man. And it's so awesome to hear that between the show here, mm -hmm. bringing that information into his marriage, being in his, attending his SA group for that support. Mm -hmm you're going to win. You are going to win. And, you know, it's interesting. I was doing an interview last week just on this and, and this couple and how they're um, moving through it. And I was interviewing Jay and Laura LaFoon and they were talking about the fact that you really start to see the unity in marriage when couples go through challenges like this. And they actually, they were sharing a story of a couple they know that describe this type of addiction as their addiction right? It's not his or her addiction. Mm -hmm. It's theirs. And that's where you start to see the healing and going forth. And that's what you're hearing in this hug here as this couple is walking through this journey together as they're walking towards healing. And, you know, we're so grateful that this husband decided not just to, to get healing in his marriage, but he also included one extraordinary marriage show as a part of that and has shared it with, with those that are walking that same journey. So thank you. Now, you know, as Tony opened the show, he was talking about the fact that, that we're going to be talking about what you can do to make your marriage better today, tomorrow, and for, you know, in the weeks and years to come. And, and the thing is, you know, we got to talking about this the other day that, that there are rules for how we're supposed to act at work. Right. We were actually just having this conversation uh, at a family dinner this past weekend talking about, you know, when you work for a company, they do get to dictate to some extent how you show up and what you say and those types of things. There are rules for how we're supposed to, we have children who are in youth sports, how we're supposed to be spectators. Our son is getting ready to go to high school and I just had to sign the, I think they called it the spectator code of ethics, uh -huh. right? About how I'm supposed to show up as a parent representing the school and as a parent, you know, amongst all these other parents. We have rules for how we're supposed to drive our cars, right? It's not a suggested limit. It is a speed limit, right? There are all these places where we have rules that we follow. And then it comes to this thing that we do called marriage. And we start wondering why our tomorrows don't look so good, right? Because so many of us, and you know, Tony and I do not get behind these mics uh, saying that we've got it all figured out. 
Mm-mm. But so many of us have decided that we're going to just do marriage, just kind of being reactionary, right? We're just going to wing it. We're not going to follow any rules, right? And, and we're just going to hope for the best and let's see what happens. And where we see this happen the most and happen the most in our marriage and for many of you there in the one family is in your sex life and your sexual intimacy. And the hug today, the listener shared about the intimacy lifestyle. And that's one of those ways, right? We, we, we made, we defined some rules around our sexual intimacy. And we've called that the intimacy lifestyle. And that allows us not to just wing that area of our life anymore, which has allowed us to take that piece, you know, when we first started for, for weeks after and months and now years have actually changed our marriage mm-hmm. for the better. We didn't see it on that first day when we started it. We, we were like, man, this seems a little confined. Does this really going to work? But again, as the listener said in the hug, they've had to tweak it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do sometimes in your marriage. And especially as we discuss, you know, these rules that you can use to make your marriage better. And for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that whenever we kind of get wrapped around one of these words, I like to use a definition, yep. right? Just so that we're all playing on the same on the same field because I can hear the word rules Go ahead. Nope. You're going to say it. It's, it's defining, it's constricting. There's no fun in it. Right. Right. And and yet when you actually look at the definition of the word rules, all it says is a set of understood principles governing conduct within a particular activity or sphere. So it's something that's understood, right? So this becomes a marriage understanding, Mm -hmm. right? This isn't a, he said, or a, she said, this is a, we said, right. And we're talking about, you know, behavior in a certain sphere. So whether, you know, we've got rules around finances or rules around our sexual intimacy or rules around how we're going to pray, it's just this understanding that the two of you are operating under, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, when it comes to obeying the speed limit now, I know, like I'm going to you know put myself out here. There are times when I go faster than the speed limit. Guilty. When I was driving my buddy's Lamborghini, I sure was. Yeah. So there are times when, you know, we realize that for the most part, though, the speed limit is there to protect us, right? It's not Correct. there to constrict us. It's not there to thwart us. You know, the rules governing how we're supposed to, you know, like I said, show up as a spectator at a sporting event are not there to squelch your free expression. They're there to keep everybody safe in terms of what's being said and how people are, are conveying themselves, mm-hmm. right? So we have these rules that work in so many different areas of our lives. And yet when it comes to talking about rules in marriage, rules to make your marriage better, people like they put on this resistance, you know, uniform. And it's just like, uh-uh, not, not doing that. I don't want to. But if we go back to the definition, it's just a set of understood principles. Mm-hmm. So maybe the words tweaking you out. Mm-hmm. So go right to that. It, these are a set of understood principles that you share with your spouse. That's, that's what they are. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, because I want to just put this question out there as you're thinking through the rest of the show is that what if the rules that you and your husband, you and your wife decided to cover your marriage with, what if those rules, those principles actually made you a better spouse and and taking it one step further, what if they helped you to create an extraordinary marriage? Would it be worth it to have those principles in your marriage? I'd say yes. And in, 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 in from experience, mm-hmm. I've learned that it, it is a resounding yes. It's just, are you willing to go through the process, be intentional, and take action when you set them up? 
Well, and we know that we have a lot of brand new listeners, Mm -hmm. right? Because we hear from you all the time. And and so I want to actually take you back nine years, right? When Tony and I did the 60 Days of Sex Challenge. Now, we had been living, like Tony said, we had been living in our marriage without a lot of rules, without, you know, just kind of winging life. Yep, sure were. And at year 11, our marriage was really, really not so good lot more reactive than proactive. We were in survival mode and literally hanging on by our fingernails, right? We were having the discussions on what life was going to look like. We were having the discussions on like, are we doing the roommate thing for the next, let's see, our baby would have been two at that time. So were we going to do that for the next 16 years? Like, let's just get through raising kids. And then when they go, you know, those were the conversations that we were having. And because we were in that place of being reactive instead of proactive, we were allowing way too much distance to grow in our marriage, in the area of our communication, in the area of our sexual intimacy, in the area of our finances, everything was upside down. And, you know, we got really radical. We said, there's got to be a better way. And that's when we, we did the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, which is episode one. I, I know that Tony will put a link to that I will. in the show notes um, because we also know that it doesn't show up on iTunes anymore. So right. we can link to that for you guys. But, but what we learned in that 60 days, because we did implement some rules. We had to. Around the 60, like the 60 Days of Sex Challenge wasn't going to happen if there weren't rules. We had to set those up. And I remember that first night. After Elisa said, yes, let's do it. You can get all the back end on episode one. Go listen to it. But I remember us just sitting down. We had three simple rules that we mm-hmm. we had to have. Is Well, I think four was one, we had to have sex every day. That was our goal. Right. right? That was that was what we were going to do. Um, the rules we set up, though, is that around having sex was that if we were sick, either one of us, out of town, or Elisa was on her period, those were, those were three specific rules that we had in place to say, we're not going to have sex on that day. Right. And really having that set up simple as that. It was just three things that we knew. It wasn't this elaborate, like spreadsheet going on. And if this happens then this will happen and it was just those three things. And those three things allowed us to complete 40 out of 60 days, which at the time with a five and a two year old, was, and I still believe to this day, an absolute miracle. Um, but that's how we set it up. And knowing that allowed us to achieve something we never thought possible. And it's interesting because a lot of people hear us talk about the 60 days of sex challenge and like, well, it was all about the sex, right? And for us, it honestly wasn't all about the sex. The sex was the catalyst to get us looking at our marriage from a very holistic standpoint, because it was those 60 days that literally changed everything. For us, it was those 60 days. Like Tony said, we had we had three exceptions, right? The goal is to have sex every day. You have these three exceptions. That's all we've got. And what we found in that was that the rules didn't actually limit us. The rules actually gave us freedom to step out into a, a new place, a new season in our marriage. And we wanted to... We wanted to share in this show because, like I said, so many people think it's about the sex. We wanted to share how the rules that we picked up and developed and have since implemented. And guys, we're going on 10 years since we mm-hmm. did that, right? That these are the rules that change marriage, right? And, and it's stuff that you can start today, right? So the first one is don't let worry steal your joy, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going to be honest, 
you know, for those of you that have been listening over the last couple of months, you know that we've had a lot of things that really could cause a lot of worry in our life, right? We've been through the death of Tony's father. We've been up and down riding a roller coaster with his other business on what's going to happen with that. We've recently found out that we're going to have to move, right? Like all of these stressors, plus kids graduating and kids starting new schools and things like that. A lot of stress, a lot of things that we could choose to worry about. But if you spend a significant portion of your marriage in worry, you miss out on so many opportunities to experience joy with your loved one. Yeah. And and I want to read something here real quick for you guys. I I picked up this awesome book called Traveling Light by Max Lucado. And as we were preparing for this show over this past week, I came across a paragraph that just hit me that talks about don't let the, don't let worry steal your joy. Um, I'll put a link to the book in the show notes so you guys can grab it. But uh, on page 40, it says, may I show you something? Flip to the back of this book and look at an empty page. So right now, even wherever you're at, grab a piece of paper. It's a blank piece of paper and just look at it. And when you look at it, what do you see? What you see is a white piece of paper. Now place a dot in the center of the sheet. Look at it again. Now what do you see? You see the dot, don't you? And isn't that our problem? We let the dark marks eclipse the white space. Wow. Isn't that just wonderful? Because that <laughs> black that, point. that black dot is worry. Yeah. And we're allowing that black dot on a grand, big old piece of paper mar and eclipse the greatness of the light. Mm-hmm. And so I want to bring that up again. The book is called Traveling Light by Max Lucado. And I'll put a link. It's a special book. I'm loving it. Um, it's going over the promise of um, Psalm 23. Yeah. And it's interesting with this whole idea of worry and stuff is that we forget that when we're in these seasons of worry, we're actually going to get to the point where we're laughing about it, right? I mean, we've gone on numerous vacations that have all been well-documented here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're in the moment. Fights ensue. Sure. All kinds of craziness we happens. Live in the but I will world. tell you that every vacation that we've ever had that's been disastrous has turned into kind of that family folklore that we laugh about as we're preparing to go on every vacation, right? So don't let worry steal your joy. Number two, live simply. Now, this is one of those phrases that means a whole bunch of things to a whole, like everyone listening to this would have a different definition of live simply. Right. This isn't the minimalist lifestyle that we're talking about here. For each and every one of you, this will be different. This Mm -hmm. is a moving target for everybody out there. But I am going to drill it down Mm -hmm. so that we all have one thing that we're doing simply in our marriages. And that's, that's, guys, it's getting your priorities in order. Mm-hmm. right? Live simply with your priorities in order. That's God, spouse, kids, and then work and then everything else. And yes, I did separate spouse and kids. Some people like to lump that together and sure just do. call it family. But the reality is, is that your marriage relationship, this side of heaven needs to be the most important relationship that you have. It's the relationship that serves as the foundation for every other relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. because when the, when the relationship between husband and wife is working and when it's strong, oh my gosh, you have so, so much greater capacity to deal with things like the loss of a parent, to deal with financial crisis, to deal with kids going and, you know, left, right, and upside down. But when this relationship between the two of you is not rock solid and you get hit with life, because face it, folks, life is going to happen. It is. Oh, it will. It is. 
when your marriage relationship isn't solid and life hits you, then you feel like you're literally in a tornado or, or, you know, tossed out on the ocean, just being battered all around. Live simply with your priorities in order. Yeah. It makes such a difference. Now, Tony and I have a couple more that we want to share with you, but before we do, don't forget to pick up your free extra premium toy. Get it added to your BarkBox every month when you visit BarkBox.com slash one and subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. You've got to select yes, please. When asked if you have a playful pup and it's just, you know, as we're talking about joy and living simply, just having that show up every month and watching your favorite little furry friend's face light up. You want to talk about joy? Like I said, we saw the video of Max getting his box. Uh-huh. There's a lot of joy that comes from doing that. And there's free shipping on every bark box in the continental U.S. So number three, expect a little and give a lot. Now, I'll be the first person to tell you, sometimes we really, really like to reverse that where we expect a little or expect a lot, a lot. and give a little. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to expect a little and give a lot. We have to... We have to start implementing this idea that we have to give. We have to give of ourselves. And we have to serve people. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time we will forget that because we're around our spouse so much, we'll forget to serve them mm-hmm. or we feel like we serve them all the time. And really we, we don't. Um, I, I can be one to raise my hand in that area. Like I've been doing all this. I've been doing it. It's like, no, you really haven't, Tony. Like really look at it and you haven't. So, um, that, that's an area that I think each and every one of us can look at and go, okay, where can I give into this relationship? How can I feed this relationship and do it consistently Mm -hmm. and with passion? Well, and, and giving of yourself, I mean, that's giving of your time Mm -hmm. without a phone, a tablet or a TV in front of your face. That's a big one, right? It's giving of your choices. Right. It's being in the moment and making a decision and saying, is this choice going to, is this choice going to build my marriage? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's giving of your body, folks. I'm going to actually go there and say, there are a lot of you out there that have decided that your body is for yourself alone. And so you've stopped giving it to your spouse. And I'm talking about everything from, you know, holding hands to having sex. Right. We have to be husbands and wives that give. And with that giving, we also have to voice our expectations, right? So many of you are in marriages that are are feeling challenged right now. And it's because people are trying to live up to expectations that they have no idea what the expectations are. Yeah. They've never been shared. It's never been put out there. It may have been whirling around in your head and yet you've never shared it with your spouse. And so there is a, a, a chasm between both of you when it comes to the different forms of intimacy. Absolutely. You know, number four, always smile. And mm-hmm. now I was just looking at a picture of myself this past weekend. I do have the little frowny lines. I guess they call them a number 11, you know, the frowny lines that come uh, right in between your eyebrows. I do have those. I tend to, I tend to keep my eyebrows scrunched up. And, and what I realized as I was preparing for the show, I'm like, if I smiled, then my eyes automatically widen. Like, think about it. If you smile right now, and I just, I have to tell you, I'm envisioning all of you as you're listening to the show, actually smiling, right? But when we smile, like really smile, full face smile, your eyebrows pull apart so that you can't have the frowning lines in between. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want the frowning lines, smile more, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the thing. Our spouses 
yours, mine, everyone listening here, our spouses face a ton of people all day long who are not smiling at them all day long. True. You know, everybody from people working in the stores to people there, you know, road rage is a real thing out here in California. People are not happy on the freeways. You know, wherever your spouse is, you should be the smile that they see first thing in this morning, the first thing in the morning. You should be the smile that they see when they walk in the door at night, right? They should know that whenever they walk in the door, whenever they see you, no, this is not perfect. Like you don't have to smile, you know, 24 seven, but there should be that smile of connection, right? That you are, you are their smile, right? They can, they know that when they come home, when they come back to you, there is a smile waiting for them. And, and I think you will, you all know this, that when you do have a frown on your face or you're looking quizzically at your spouse or anybody, the ability for them to open up decreases tremendously because they're trying to read and how do I, how do I approach this person? And so when you do put that smile on, it allows that person, your spouse to open up that mm-hmm. you've given them that invitation. And I'll share, um, this weekend we had my father's memorial service and it was tough, you, you know, to, to stand there, um, three weeks later and, and, and the emotion that was coming up, and, and there was definitely sadness at times, um, waves of sadness. And then there are times when talking to some of my dad's friends that I, I never met because through work, his businesses, and, and these people that I would see them, and instead of just this sort of sorrow, I'd smile. And I'd say to them, i go, hey, how did you know my dad? And I'd, and I'd just put a big smile on my face because I really wanted to hear it. And no kidding, their sorrow turn to happiness mm-hmm. because they were, they saw that I was ready to receive it. I was open for it. And oh my gosh, the stories I got to hear from these, these wonderful people, um, sharing my dad to me that I never heard. And so you'd be surprised what happens. And, and throughout that day, you know, up and down, um, you know, I always, I, I just had in my mind, just knowing we were talking about this, that I want to smile. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it broke things off. I mean, I saw grown men just weeping um, that I never thought I would see weep. And yet it, it was freeing for them to know that my dad, you know, he's always going to be honored and cherished. And as his son, I wanted to hear those stories. So believe me, it may be simple. And yet it could be one of the toughest things you do each and every day. But it's going to make a dramatic dramatic impact in your life and in your marriage. Wow. It's hard to bring the last one here, but I'm, I'm going to do it here as we wrap up because the last one is live with love, right? Yeah. You, you want an extraordinary marriage, start living your marriage with love. You know, at the beginning, it's so easy, right? Like we, we do everything. We've got the butterfly feeling. We're like, Oh my gosh, you can do no wrong. And life is perfect. And, and then you get married and, and you know, the real world comes into play and, and often we don't live out our marriages with love. Well, and we hear it often that, oh, I don't have those feelings anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, let, let me, let's break it to you here right now. I don't think we've said this in a while, but love is an action. It's a verb. It's something you do. It's not something you just sit around and, and hope for and, and wish for. No, you put yourself and you apply yourself in what we've talked about today. And believe me, you'll be living with love. Mm -hmm. because love is something that you're doing. It's active. 
It's not just sitting back in the corner waiting. Because if that's what you're looking for, believe you me, it's going to be a long time and you're going to sit there in your marriage wondering why there isn't love in there. Man, get up, be intentional, take some action. And when you're doing that, and exactly what Tony said, that it is, you know, love is a verb. And that's how we live out our marriage. And you have to, we talked about this a little bit in choices a few minutes ago, but you have to, every time you're faced with one of those choices that you're kind of like, oh, I got to think about this one. Here's what you need to ask yourself. And you start this way. Because I love my husband or wife, fill in the appropriate blank. Because I love my husband or wife, is this decision that I'm about to make, is this choice that I'm about to make going to grow our marriage, right? Because your focus is on the love. It's on growing your marriage. And if it's a yes, then by all means do it. If it's a no, then you stop right there and you don't go any further. Because if you focus on the love Mm -hmm. and the choice and living with love, that's how you will walk out the extraordinary marriage of the two of you desire. I mean, it, it seems some of these things may seem cliche, right? Number one, don't let worry steal your joy. Number two, live simply. Number three, expect a little and give a lot. Number four, always smile. And number five, live with love. I'm telling you folks, simple words, big, big impact, huge capacity to create an extraordinary marriage. Yeah, this is man. And, and our goal is that you guys will be living out the best marriage this planet has to see because you're part of the one family and you are intentional and you are taking action. You're coming here weekly going, what is that little tip that I can take? What's that little golden nugget I can take this week and apply it to my marriage? We gave you five things that you could use. It's up to you now to pick one of them and go do it. And I would say do it without even letting your spouse know you're doing it. If yours is this week to smile at your spouse each day, at least one time a day, go do it, go journal it, and then share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to read that hug here on The One Show. So go out there and do it and live that marriage that you desire. But remember, love is a verb and it's an action. So go do something with it. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Until then... We'll see you on the next show. Love you guys. Bye-bye.